if you're looking for different companies to invest in, look at the revenue numbers. Theoretically, if you're looking for good companies to buy, you want to make sure that those are still good. Right now, when I talk about a lot of the companies that are down by a massive amount, there's a lot of them out there that have really great revenue numbers. So that's a great thing to look for when you're looking at a potential company to invest in. Avoid companies that might be diluting their stock. Right now, a lot of companies are just making more shares and it's hurting their overall investors. You want to avoid that. When you're looking for companies to invest in, make sure there's innovation. I think that's one of the biggest things you could look for in a company. Are they doing something that's bigger, better, just different than all their competition? Look for that innovation. Make sure they're a leader in the space. Welcome in, loyal listeners. You are listening to The Free Retiree Show. I'm your host, Wealth Manager, Lee Michael Murphy. I am solo today. No Sergio Patterson, no Matt McElroy. So I'm going to make this one short, but I thought we'd give everyone a market update now that we are going into March. There's a lot that's happened, and I wanted to give everyone kind of some expectations of what they can expect from the market, given all the news that's been coming out about corporate profits, the Fed. I know there's a lot of questions in this area. So let's give you guys a clear picture of what's going on in this convoluted environment. It's reporting season, and that means we're getting to see how a lot of these companies are doing. The economy actually grew at 2.9% annual rate, which by all measures is fantastic. We created about half a million jobs. And what's interesting about this current environment is in the tech space, we are seeing a ton of layoffs. But overall, the economy is actually on pretty solid footing in terms of unemployment and the current profits that are coming in. Unemployment actually ticked down to 3.4%, and that is the lowest it's been since 1969. So that's pretty fantastic. One things that one thing that we can really take from this is that the full effect of the rising prices and the interest rates that we've had over the last 11 months hasn't really seemed to take hold yet and have its full impact. I would expect that in the coming months, we'll probably start to see that take hold a little bit more. Consumer spending declined in November and December. That's something to keep an eye on. So even though we ended the year pretty strong and we've had this nice little stock market rally over the last few months, did see consumer spending decline just a little bit. But all things considered, when we were in the lows of lows in October, we also touched to lows that were comparable probably in June over the summer. If you look at those two time periods and we look at now, we've had some really nice progress. But let's talk about the challenges for 2023. So right now, the way things are panning out, it looks like corporate profits are going to be facing an uphill battle. But by 2024, Maybe into 2025, it looks like it's going to be a more favorable environment for profits and revenue. But for 2023, they're going to continue to struggle probably. Some of the negatives that we can take from everything that we've seen, the Fed probably hasn't done a good enough job of slowing down the economy. Now, we're getting this news that it's low unemployment, the profits of the companies are good. And what that means is, although it does sound good on the surface, remember if you've listened to past podcasts, we are trying to battle, number one, first and foremost, inflation. That is where everything is stemming from right now. And if inflation stays hot, right around the 6.4 level at this point, that's not acceptable for the Fed. What they want to see is they want to see inflation down at 2%. So they are still a long ways from their target, but they've had 
a decent amount of success over the last year or so in taming it, but there's still a long ways to go. But what we can kind of conclude from all this is that even though the numbers are coming out and everything seemed good, it is counterproductive to the overall goal. So that is a major concern right now for myself. I know a lot of people are celebrating that there's good news coming out, but really at the end of the day, the Fed isn't going to say this, but they need unemployment. They need people to lose their jobs and they need asset valuations to go down because that's what's going to slow spending. And that is pretty much one of the only ways that you're going to tame this inflation that we're currently fighting right now. So what that also means is the chances of rate cuts in 2023, not so good. So I know a lot of us were thinking, all right, the Fed has been very aggressive in terms of their rate hikes. Hopefully that's going to slow down. But with everything being the way it is right now and the economy being so fantastic, they're not going to cut rates. If anything, they're going to continue to increase maybe a little bit. I think the, the big rate hikes are behind us. But if anything, at this point, it only encourages more rate hikes. And the other thing that we conclude from everything that we've seen so far is inflation, if you haven't got the message, seems to be very persistent and it's going to be around for a while. But on the positive side, it does seem to be going down. Looking back at the history of inflation that we've had over the last year, in June, it topped out at 9.1, which was crazy. And then slowly it's been creeping down month over month, pretty much. And we have now inflation numbers right around 6.4. So everywhere we look, though, we're seeing signs of disinflation, which is fantastic. Yes, the unemployment number being as low as it is probably is counterproductive, but at least we're seeing disinflation in other areas, such as at the grocery store, we're seeing prices start to go down a little bit. The commodity prices are going down. Rents are going down. And that's good news overall for our economy. And what that probably means is the recession talks that everyone was talking about that we're going to go through this massive recession, still a chance. But the main thing that we can take from all the data that's come out is that chances of that happening have gone down significantly. And another thing that is a positive light in all this, although it seems like it's been forever since Jerome Powell and the Fed has been fighting inflation, it really only started about 11 months ago. Now you might be saying 11 months is a long time. This means inflation is going to take forever to get back to its 2% target. On average, when you do monetary policy changes, it takes on average around 18 months to feel the impact. So I think that right now, the impact of all the rate hikes in terms of benefiting our economy are still in the distance. I would expect in this next year or so, for it to really take hold and take a significant drop down. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I think we can kind of assume at this point in time, just given the history of how inflation acts in regards to monetary policy changes. So it could be that the best is yet to come on the policies that they've been implemented. So I say that's a positive. So what are the trends for 2023? Number one, disinflation. I think that's going to continue into 2023. Although a lot of people are worried that we can't slow down this freight train and inflation is going to keep just getting higher and higher, that narrative sells. It also gets clicks. But really, when you look at what's happening right now, we're seeing inflation go down month over month. And it has only been 11 months in terms of rate hikes and reducing the money supply. So I think 
disinflation continues to happen into 2023. Number two, I think that we can assume that layoffs will increase. We see it in a lot of sectors right now. Yes, in other areas of the economy, there's hiring. But overall, I would expect in 2023 to have an increase in layoffs. The next trend, I think, for 2023, the high rates. Now, those high rates, they're already pretty high. I would assume that they would go a little bit higher or stay flat. I don't see any rate cuts in the future, maybe towards the end of the year. But right now, with this super hot economy, super low unemployment, the Fed is going to continue to have high rates. So I know that's kind of a bummer. And then number four, I would expect an increase in company valuation. So now I'm probably confused. I'm telling you a lot of bad news of things that don't sound so great, but this last year for stocks has been pretty bad, worse since 2008. And you have companies across the board, household name companies that are down 90, 80%, massive valuation cuts. As I've said before on the podcast, stocks tell the future. They tell what's going to happen. So when valuations were going down at the end of 2021, beginning of 2022, everything seemed pretty good. And everyone's like, why are they going down? Everything's great. And then slowly from those valuations going down, we had more layoffs and more turmoil in the economy. Now, in the recent quarter, we've seen valuations go up. And I think that's a positive sign of what's yet to come. They haven't, they still have a long ways to recover, but they are starting to head in the right direction. I think that's positive. And I think it's just a matter of time before it heads back the other way in the positive sense. So what can you do about all this, right? A lot of people are thinking like, oh, what do I do during this difficult time? And I'm going to answer it with a very simple word, invest. This is the time. Right now, a lot of us are discouraged because we've seen our portfolios just get decimated over the last year. And it can really make people get that deer in the headlights sort of feel like where they don't want to do anything. They just want to survive. I would say that this is the time where there is opportunities, even though it feels like it's the worst of times. This is where people make the money. I've said this plenty of times. This is where the rich become rich, not doing what everyone else is doing, but going against the grain and realizing there is an opportunity and that if they stick it out for the long haul, they will be rewarded. Remember, we have massive valuation cuts, a lot of discounts. It's equivalent of when you go to Walmart, TJ Maxx. I'm a TJ Maxx shopper myself. It's about where my budget is. But wherever you shop for your clothes or things that you enjoy, just imagine going and seeing a 70% discount on what you're going to buy. Those opportunities are there right now. Make sure first that you have the proper financial footing. Make sure you have a good emergency fund in place. Make sure you have the proper amount of cash. So six months of cash sitting in your bank account. Or if you're a couple with two incomes, you can go three months of cash sitting in the bank. And then after that, take action. Don't be scared. We've had times like this before in, in the past. And if you take action and take advantage of the situation, you are going to be loving yourself three years from now. So the other thing that we can look at is when we're looking at these companies, places to invest, make sure they're still increasing revenues. If you're looking for different companies to invest in, Look at the revenue numbers. Theoretically, if you're looking for good companies to buy, you want to make sure that those are still good. Right now, when I talk about a lot of the companies that are down by a massive amount, there's a lot of them out there that have really great revenue numbers. So that's a great thing to look for when you're looking in a, in a potential company to invest in. Avoid companies that might be diluting their stock. 
right now a lot of companies are just making more shares and it's hurting their overall investors. You want to avoid that. When you're looking for companies to invest in, make sure there's innovation. I think that's one of the biggest things you can look for in a company. Are they doing something that's bigger, better, just different than all their competition? Look for that innovation. Make sure they're a leader in the space. And then one of the biggest things to look for is network effect. And for you guys that aren't familiar with network effect, it's basically where the value of a company gets even more valuable by every single user that uses their service or buys their goods. Great example is Tesla. Tesla has the network effect going for it because of their charging stations. Every Tesla user adds to that network. Same thing with Facebook. Facebook in itself, if there was only one or a couple people on Facebook using it, it would not be valuable. But because there's Almost everyone we know is on Facebook and there's so many users, it has the network effect. And there's different versions of this, but when you look at all these successful companies that cross your mind when you think of, wish I could have invested in that company, majority of them are going to have that, whether you realize it or not. So learn to be able to spot that. Summarize, this is a time of opportunity, even though it feels like the worst. Make sure you look at your balance sheet, look at your cash position, make sure you are positioned to survive maybe a job loss or higher prices and everything you pay, because that's what a lot of people are experiencing right now. Right now, I'm getting a lot of clients that they're realizing that their income isn't giving them what it once did because the cost of everything is going up. So they need to save more. They need to spend less. And that's what we got to look at. Those are the things that you can control that. And then after that, really buckle down and try to start investing. Try not to be scared. This is, although it feels scary, this is the time where people make their wealth. So that's what we got for you guys today. Hopefully you guys like the podcast. Make sure you share this with any friends or family that might be nervous about this economic environment and wondering what they should do. Hopefully this will provide some clarity. You've been listening to The Free Retiree Show. So long for now. Securities offered through Securities America Incorporated, member FINRA, www.finra.org, SIPC, www.sipc.org, a separate entity. Lee Michael Murphy is licensed for the California Department of Insurance, license 0H18660. Lee Michael Murphy is a investment advisor representative with Securities America Advisors, a registered investment advisor. The Free Retiree, Securities America Advisors, and Securities America Incorporated are separate entities. Career Advisor Sergio Patterson, Attorney Matt McElroy are not affiliated with Securities America Advisors or Securities America Incorporated. Securities America Advisors, Securities America Incorporated, and its representatives do not provide tax or legal advice. Therefore, it's important to coordinate with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. The content heard in this podcast is not intended to be tax, investment, or legal advice and is intended as general guidance only. You should contact your own tax advisor, financial advisor, or attorney to answer questions about your specific situation or needs before acting upon this information. Third-party source information or comments are not verified, may not be accurate, and are not necessarily representative of all client or audience experience. A portion of this event was paid by a third party. The opinions of career advisor Sergio Patterson do not reflect the opinions of Facebook Inc. The opinions of attorney Matt McGorry do not reflect the opinions of Castaneda and Company.